Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with Brody the Kid. We're going to talk sports cards, sports card insights. Thanks, sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Hyper the Scott Auctions, as well as Panini, Upper Deck, and Tops. So, Brody, welcome to the show, and tell us how you got to be so famous. Thank you so much for having me on, Dr. Beckett. I feel very honored to be on here. My dad loved sports when he grew up in cards, so pretty much I just loved sports when I was born. And I got into some sticker books and stuff. I started small. Then probably when I was about five or six, I'd get some wrestling cards because WWE was like my favorite thing. I had so many stuffed animals of wrestlers and stuff. But then from there, I just got into it more, got went to the National in 2017, found an LCS on my eighth or ninth birthday. I just pretty much got hooked. When you go to the National, what did your nine-year-old eyes see at the National? Was it more fun for you because you were younger or just what was that experience like? Well, I think every year when I walk in, just looking at it, no matter how old I am, it's just, this is awesome. But I think the first time I went, I couldn't believe it because I was only eight. So I was into cards, but I wasn't like where I am now where I have thousands of cards. We only went there one day and all the other national I've been to, we went there the whole weekend. And that one day I just looked at it and I couldn't believe it. I just looked at booths and probably not going to be the last time at the national for sure. Do you go to some of the other big shows in the Chicago area? Yeah, we usually go to those too. I think it's called like the Chicago Spectacular. Those are a lot of fun too. It's not as big as the National, obviously, but there's still a ton of stuff. Getting more kids in the hobby is my goal ever since I really got into it big. And those small shows where it's not jam-packed and there's crazy stuff. Where there's obviously a lot of tables, but it's not thousands of booths where kids can walk around and enjoy it, which is awesome. Now, I'm, do you go with your dad? Because it seems like you've got a great... Uh relationship with your dad which i completely approve but you're not driving age is your dad taking the shows are you hanging together or does he go turn right and you turn left or and you meet at the end of the show I and mean, what, what's that experience usually my mom and my dad go which i still can't believe my mom wants to go I even mean, better we, <laughs> we usually find her some star wars stuff which ends up working out but yeah me and my dad usually look through stuff together he collected during the 80s when he was a kid he more probably looks through like the bins and tries to look for some of his players growing up but i'm looking more towards the wax. Yeah, me and my dad have a great relationship when it comes to cards, for sure. And do you ever fight over uh, who, who gets a card, or do you have a different interest to where he knows what you want and you know what he wants? Honestly, I don't think we ever really fight about stuff like that. I think he knows what I like and what I want, and I know what he likes. So it clicks. It works, for sure. I love that. I do that with Rich Klein a little bit because when we'll both be at a show and we'll be at the same table at the same time and we'll be looking at the same box, who gets it first? And it doesn't seem to matter that much. If Rich gets it first, he still knows what I want and I still know what he wants. But it sounds like you love the ripping experience, the opening experience. Would that be fair to say? For sure. When I first got into it, ripping cards, just especially some of the high end stuff that I've opened, just like when you feel that pack and you rip it, just it's fun. <laughs> And pulling that monster card out, even if you go to your Target or Walmart and you buy a $2 pack and he pulls cool rookie, one of your favorite players, something like that. It's just, I love it. Ripping cards is like going to be my thing until pretty much forever. Let me give you a, a unifying thought. I realized that when I look at a monster box of cards, mm -hmm. because I don't know what's in it, it's like ripping the box. Yeah. Even though it's older cards. I opened up the box. In fact, the, and Rich was very helpful in pointing out the guy that had just bought a collection and just broken it down and just put fresh cards into a fresh dollar box. 
And he said, why don't you take the honors of that one? I said, well, you could take the honors of this other one. And so it was like ripping because just like with a pack, you don't know what's in there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff when you open is not great, but the occasional whale, the occasional monster pull, which you just pulled something very recently. Oh, yeah. So that, and, and to think that you experienced that with your dad, I thought that was just really cool. And, yeah. and really spontaneous and live. So mm-hmm. you share that experience with the listeners. Yeah. So I filmed a video for my YouTube and me and my dad love Bowman's best. We've ripped a couple boxes and he's always had great luck. In 2017, we got a box and he got an Aaron Judge Auto. Last year, we bought a box and he got a Super Fractor of Ramon Laureano. So I just figured he's had such great luck with this. Why don't I bring him on? Maybe he'll bring some good luck. And I think we were in the second pack. And we were just going through it, trying to find the autos and stuff and looking for some White Sox prospects, which is why we love Bowman's Best, too, because you got that combination of veterans and prospects. And then all of a sudden, we just see a Mike Trout and say, hey, that's cool. And then we look at it. Wait, it says one of one. I couldn't believe it. A Super Fractor, one of one of Mike Trout. Wow. <laughs> it might not be the most valuable Super Fractor because one of the rookies or prospects could be more, but you don't know if they're going to pan out. And I'm pretty sure it's safe to say Mike Trout panned it's out. pretty safe to say. <laughs> I know, but the question the listeners want to know, then they're not necessarily thinking your dad is the one bringing the luck or you. It's where are you buying these boxes that are guaranteed to have a strong pull? <laughs> is it an LCS? Is it uh, online? Where are you getting these boxes? Yeah, it's at my local card shop, Jimmins D Sports Cards. That's the first one I ever went to. I think it was either in 2016 or 2017, the first time I went there for my birthday. And when I went there, I just couldn't believe it. We've got some crazy stuff from there. I just love going to the LCS. I'm really good friends with the people that work there. There's this guy. His name's JR. He's been on my show a couple of times. He's probably, I think he's like 21. Yeah. He likes cards and stuff. And this was in 2017. There was a box of 2017 select football open and I grabbed a pack and opened it. I think I got a numbered card, but nothing crazy. And then he said, all right, I'm going to open a pack too. And he rips it and he got a Deshaun Watson patch auto to 25. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Next pack. I'm like, why didn't I pick that one? It's just stuff like that. It's just fun. And then you're just like, oh, man, I could have had that card. So what's uh, your strategy for helping more uh, kids your age and younger collectors enjoy the hobby? Do you recommend they go down your path or is there some things you've learned that you would encourage them to have a great experience? I would try to find an LCS if you could find one in the area. If you can't, there's some great websites you can go to. David Adams, Steel City Blog. There's huge websites that sell tons of stuff and you've got top sell some stuff online panini some stuff online upper deck yeah they usually have all their releases online a lot of them at least you could pick them up there and target and walmart as well i think something for kids that i think is really good that top started was the future stars club last year i think it's 25 dollars a month but sometime this year they're going to restart so new people can subscribe to it and i've done it you get a blaster box which is 20 dollars right there and then you get a five card exclusive set which is really cool. Fastest pitchers ever, or guys with cool hair in the bigs like now. It's fun stuff like that. And you get one cool bonus item. I've got it pop sockets, stress balls, bags and stuff. I think Tops did a great job with it, especially for that cheaper price that kids can afford. Panini said that they were going to be starting a kid's crate. It's going to be launching soon and only kids can buy it. That's a really awesome idea by Panini too. And Upper Deck, I'm sure they're going to be putting something out too and follow along. Also, Tops introduced which i reintroduced at the 2018 national tops of the class where you can go to your lcs with your good grades and get some free packs of cards and stuff which is just awesome because then you don't even have to pay for anything you just have to pay attention in school and you're pretty much set from there it gives a new 
meaning to having to show your ID, mm-hmm. your student ID. Not that you're old enough to do certain things, but that you're not too old. You're young enough to receive some of these great deals. So yeah. I, I think that's terrific. So your LCS is Jim and Steve's? Yeah. They're pretty impressive. Yeah. They're not an average card shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jim, so Jim you're and very Steve. fortunate. I think if there were more card shops, I, when I look at the peak time at the heyday, there were so many card shops out there that a, a lot of these guys that are into collecting big time now were around in the late 80s, 90s, when there were lots more card shops. And that's where they got that experience. But uh, what else do you get from the card shops besides wax? Are you uh, completing sets or doing rainbows or player collecting in some way? Jim and Steve's has a huge warehouse. They have tons of stuff from tons of years. So you completed some sets, um, like top series one, for example, you could just go in and if you have 30 cards that you need, you can just say, 273, 289 card numbers, and they'll give them to you, which is awesome. I also love just going through bins of top loaders and stuff and finding $2, let's say, Bobachette rookie, because I think Bobachette's going to be really good and picking that up, even if it's not super high end card, but I really like Bobachette. And even if it's a $1 Prism basketball rookie, and even if they aren't a huge name, but it's a Prism rookie, you never know. If that guy explodes, that could be a $100 card someday. And I, I love hanging out too and just talking with other people there. And their experiences in the hobby, because especially a lot of them have been going there for a long time. But yeah, most of your talking is going to be with older people. It seems like you're comfortable with older people. To what extent do you have a group of collectors your own age? Are you mainly the youngest kid in the group when you're hanging out? Yeah, like you said, there's a lot of older people. But I've been getting some of my friends into it. And I, usually when I go in there, probably at least you know two or three kids in there, which is awesome to see. I think that kids are getting into it more. It is hard, though, because prices are so crazy. But like we talked about with the Future Stars Club and the kids, great. A lot of ideas are coming out. And I think in the future, there's going to be more and more kids when they realize when you look at it and you think this is all crazy prices. But what the companies are trying to do to help is be really good long term. Okay, if Upper Deck had something that was a really good deal and it was for kids. And it was one hundred dollars. Would you regard that as too much or you would say, let's see what it is or for your friends? Does it need to be lower than that price point? I would say yes. I think that you probably want to keep it around 50 or under. Unless if it's Christmas time or birthday time, they probably might not have that much. I think the $50 range, especially for kids, is the right way to go. When my birthday party, a lot of times there was like a $20 max for a, a birthday present for your friend. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering, is is that been inflated up to $50 now? Or, or, or if you had an 11-year-old birthday party when you invited nine friends, would they each be bringing a $20 gift or more or less if they know you love cards? What are the options for them? Yeah, I think that it would probably be around 20, 25, maybe 30. I think especially because not all my friends collect, I'm trying to get a lot of them into it. But if they don't know that much about cards, they might just give me a gift card so I can go get cards, which a lot of times that's easier. That's what I get from a lot of family members. Here's a gift card to Jim and Steve's because they don't really know exactly what to pick up. But I did pack wars at one of my baseball tournaments a couple of years ago, and that was a lot of fun. And I'd love to continue doing that when we're in hotels. It was free and we just gave a bunch of packs away. The card companies, uh, again, some are my sponsors. They sometimes are very generous. Have, have they been generous with you, especially when you're paying it forward uh, and you've got a track record? Yeah, the card companies have been amazing to me. Upper Deck has reached out. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff this year. I can't wait for the hockey season to be starting. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch that. Panini, I've had them on their show and they've sent me some stuff. They've been completely awesome, especially Tracy Hackler. 
He's like the man. He's so awesome. And then Tops, that's how I got started at the 2018 National. I was Brody the Tops kid. And that's where I all got started helping them out at their booth, doing pack wars and interviewing some special people. So got to owe it all to Tops pretty much because that's how I Brody the kid started. Without them, I'd just be Brody. <laughs> well, I'd be Jim the kid because I started with Tops as well. So that just was a long time ago. Tops has a wonderful legacy and it's mm-hmm. great to see that they're recognizing that you've got to have the kids of today who become the adults of tomorrow. Are people impatient with you or dismissive of you or do you come on in a, such a nice way that, that they're very accepting of you i think that people have been pretty accepting of me some advice just it's not always about the big hits it's obviously fun when you pull a big hit but there's more than that and there's a ton of things you can check out too i do the daily rip where i open a pack of cards every day you can check out would you say you have more virtual friends in the hobby than real life friends I've met a lot of them in person. I think especially it would have been even more if the 2020 National didn't get canceled because there's a lot of people I was looking forward to be able to meet there. But I've met a lot of people at the 19 National and 2018 National and 2021 National is going to be huge. I'm going to meet a lot more people there for sure. That National is going to be so much fun. So you're saving up your money for that already? Do you bring any stuff to sell or trade at the National or are you mainly just looking to acquire? Well, I'll probably just be looking to buy some stuff, but I'm also announced to be the official kid host of the 2021 National. I think it's going to be huge. Hope to see a lot of kids there. Try to get my some of my friends there too, especially since it's not that far from my house. I can't wait. I think it's- Brody, thanks for uh, sharing your story. I know a lot have heard of you, but if a few more have found out that there's a sharp young man that's into collecting, I'm hoping that you're able to lead many as the official kid ambassador of the national this summer. I hope it happens. I look forward to shaking your hand if that is permissible. (laughs) Uh, Otherwise, we'll do a fist bump or an elbow bump. Again, thanks, Brody. Thanks, listeners. I'll be back tomorrow. I think the future belongs to the young. (laughs) And Brody is a great representative of the younger generation. If we can't pay it forward and pass it along, especially the good stuff, that's not good. I I want kids to have a better uh, experience than I had. But I had a great experience. And I uh, hope you all did. And Brody's heading in the right track. Positive tone is the way to go. The culture nowadays seems to think that two wrongs can make a right and two wrongs are just doubly wrong. So <laughs> just stay with the positive tone and, and that's what endures. Yeah. It's great to see you going down that path and, and it's just perseverance. It's uh, staying true. Probably to what your parents taught you. So you don't get to pick your parents, but if you would have, it sounds like you made a good choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you did. <laughs>